Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey there, and welcome back to this week's episode of Writing Your Best Self, which I'm excited to reveal is another in our interview series. And today I can't wait for you to meet a very special guest. His name is Vipul Vasanya, and he is a writer, a seeker of truth, and the host of the Know Your Legacy podcast. Now, I heard Vipul speak on the Stay Grounded podcast. Um, run by Rajjana. And I just knew when I was listening to Ripple that I wanted to interview him for writing your best self. I just loved the way he talked about writing as a tool for deep connection and how you can use journaling as a way to connect with the truth of who you are in a soulful and deep way. So in this episode, we really go deep. Like depth, Ripple is all about the depth. And so we talk about how you can learn from your emotions, how you can navigate your experiences, how you can explore the transformative power of connecting with that place deep inside of you. Vipul explores the potency of the right questions and how questions can help you access more. We talk about self-expression as a catalyst and also dive deep into the potency of intuition and how when you follow that, you can weave this beautiful winding path through life. And Vipul shares some of his own experiences in our conversation together. I just love this conversation because it was so deep. I was so grateful for the doorways that opened into me for me. And I can't wait to see what impact Vipul's presence and insights has on you. So without further ado, let me hand you over to the episode so you can meet and hear Vipul for yourself. So Vipul, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have our conversation today. I'm sure we're going to talk about so many amazing things. And I would just love to dive right in with a, a question about purpose. I'd like to know a little bit about your path to discovering purpose in your life. First of all, thanks to Irina for making the time for, for me to, to share with you on this platform. Um, it's been it's been a journey, and it's interesting to always have uh, the, the privilege to share about the journey, and especially about purpose. Your first thing about purpose—that's a big question that's been on my mind for such a long time. And I guess the the, the realization I've I've come to, or the expression of purpose that I am really kind of acquainting myself with, is that purpose is fluid. And as you evolve over time, your identity evolves, you learn more about yourself, you realize that your purpose also changes. And that's, and that's all right, because I was so stuck for a long time thinking about there has to be this big grand thing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knows what they want to do. I've never really known what I wanted to do. How do I summarize it? Like I need a purpose statement and all this stuff, studying personal development over time. Um, I just couldn't figure it out. It just wasn't something that I could pin down. And I think a lot of it was because I was thinking I need to pigeonhole myself with a label of some kind and have a title. But actually, in reality, I 
realize that I may have multiple gifts. I'm not just stuck to to one path. For you know, for example, if you look at um, me starting a podcast, or having a job in sales, or writing the book, the most recent project, or coaching people, it's like that, that. There's no one title, and that made me feel comfortable to then allow my creative expression to flow in different directions rather than I need to find this one thing so I can fit in the box and explain what I do to other people. I think if you begin to let go of that, it kind of frees you up to explore purpose in, in, in all of its um, potential expressions and not just in, in one way. That's such a beautiful answer. I love this notion that your purpose can be something fluid. And as you say, like it feels like for yourself, it's opened up this, this doorway where you can explore different skills and different gifts in different areas. So you mentioned a few things that you mentioned coaching, mentioned personal development you mentioned your book you mentioned sales like where where is your creative energy focus at the moment if, or is it one of those things now or is it something else that's showing up i think it's it's uh, what i found is that i go through phases of where my creativity is focused and i think over the past year and a half it was uh, particularly on the book and expressing my uh m- myself my identity and all of the things that were going on in my heart through writing and that was almost born from kind of doing small journal entries and then expanding that even further. And then every time I went to a, a retreat or, a, or or an experience, I would reflect on it. It would be a journal entry, but then I'd want to dive into it even further. And over time, I realized actually this is something that I could benefit other people. And I'm actually having fun exploring this whilst I write because I'm having more insights the more I write. So um, that was where a lot of my, my focus was uh, prior to that. Uh, I would say taking it back a little bit more from 2018 up to 2020. So that period that was me doing the podcast. So the the Know Know Your Legacy platform, and that was because I really wanted to connect with people outside of just London and outside of just my hometown. So I could explore what other people's stories and experiences and uh, downfalls and wins were in life and how they kind of maneuvered that. And I didn't really have a criteria as to who I would reach out to be anyone who I thought that would have um, an interesting, I guess, story to tell. And Instagram was like the biggest platform that I used to kind of connect with people and bring it fast forwarding to today. Uh, a lot of my focus is now on coaching or kind of moving into that space where I want to hold space for people to kind of allow them to explore what their identity is. So I'm in the process of crafting actually just in the last kind of couple of months, actually, I'm, I'm in the process of crafting crafting uh, one-to-one programs online group and then in-person retreat hopefully one day as well where we can spend some time abroad in person doing some some of the deeper work and that's really what brings me to life and that's where my creative energy is focused right now because I found that that's um, something that's really helped me along my path so I did a few in-person experiences in 2019 actually which came about in a very synchronistic way and they really got me to open up and and start to heal parts of myself that I didn't even know needed to be healed. And then off the back of that came some more clarity about who I am, what I'm meant to do, what I care about, what I don't care about, where I want my boundaries to be. What are my opinions on some of these bigger topics? Like what I talk talk about in the book, like identity, purpose, love, death, what what do all these things mean? And so I think those experiences were kind of triggers to to open up different areas within myself that I hadn't previously explored. And so I want to be able to hold that space for other people to explore um, a, a similar sort of thing. Because I think in today's day and age, we don't really have a chance to to do that. There's not many safe spaces to be able to do that. Um, and it's quite rare to find someone's energy who is genuine and compassionate enough to 
to do that for you. So that's where that's where my focus is. And it's exciting because I'm not sure exactly how it's going to look, but it, I know that it's something that my intuition is telling me that I need to follow. And then that's kind of always been the precursor to all of these creative projects that I've done. It's like my intuition is telling me to follow that. Not sure exactly what it's going to look like, but in the end, it turns out to be something uh, that I didn't expect, which is always good. Oh my gosh, so many good things there. I'm not quite sure where to go now. So I think I want to ask you about your intuition. You just mentioned there that you have intuition, which kind of guides you and tells you where to go next. So can you can you talk a little bit about what that intuition feels like and how have you been able to cultivate trust in your in in, in your intuition? It's a good question. I like that. So I like um, self trust is actually been a topic that's been on my heart for for a while now because it's something i'm becoming more and more passionate about because and i want to empower other people to start trusting themselves and it's interesting we talk about this because i was speaking to someone who was who was doing like a personal reading for me um looking at my astrology chart and i really trusted her opinion so i i opened myself up to her and there was a question she asked she was like what do you think's missing from the world today and i thought about it for a moment and I wasn't quite sure what to say. And I was panicking because I was like, I want to say something clever. And then I was like, no, let me just breathe, relax into it. Let's see what comes up. What's the natural answer that, sh- that comes up from my, from my inner being? And what came up was I want to help people reconnect with their intuition, their inner voice, their inner guidance system. I feel like so much of that is missing. There's a disconnect in- between uh the head and the soul and or the mind and the soul or the logical and the creative mind whatever you want to call it there's 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 a disconnect i think we need to bring it to a uh bring people to a space where they feel like they can reconnect back to that voice that feels like their own because we go through this journey especially going into your teens and your 20s and 30s and thereafter if you never address or reflect on this issue then you end up just being a collection of random voices that you've heard along the way, whether it's your siblings, your parents, your teachers, friends, society in general, marketing, whatever it is. And that feeds into your insecurities. And then you end up creating a life that's not really quite aligned to who you'd like to be and what you'd like to be doing. So um, for me, intuition, what, what does it feel like? So it feels like a electric pulse that lasts like one second. That's it. And I know that it's, it, it happens when I've come across the right idea or the right f- phrase, or I've looked at the right picture or what it could be like me interacting through my five senses with something. And if, if I get that little feeling, then I know, right, that's the thing that I need to follow. And it's very hard to describe because it's a very visceral reaction for me. That's what my intuition is. It just, it just comes through um, physically. Like it tells me yes or no, basically um, when I get that feeling, the other way it can also show up. So one is visceral, but the other way it can show up as well is uh, through uh, through words. And so when I journal, sometimes I'm writing about stuff that I didn't even think about. It kind of bypasses thinking. And what's really helped me through journaling is moving away from Word document because I used to think, I think a million, time, million miles an hour. So let me just get a Word document because it's faster to type than it is to handwrite. But someone told me if you handwrite using pen and pad, it's slowing you down. So you're more likely to connect in ways that you haven't connected before. I don't know the scientific facts behind it, but it felt like the right thing to do. So I explored it, it helped me slow down. And now I love it. Now I love doing that because it does teach me to slow down and allow space for that voice to speak. Uh, a lot of the time we're living in such a fast paced society. 
we don't slow down enough to hear that voice, to create that space for that voice to show up. And so if you're on your phone and then you're going to a conversation or then you're going to a meeting or then you're going to the pub, like whatever it might be, not that any of those things are bad. It's just, you're not creating space to hear that voice and space for me means journaling, but on a different day, it could mean going for a walk on a different day. I mean, it could mean turning off my phone or it could mean watching a movie and taking my mind off the day-to-day work that I'm doing. Um, so it shows up in different ways. So I would say creating space for that voice to come up is one way to, to kind of cultivate it and it will show up differently for everyone. So I'm not saying everyone's going to feel a visceral pulse or they're going to write like a, a genius statement when they journal. It's just explore the things that feel right to you and eventually by what feels good, you'll know it's the right thing to do. So it just goes back to what does what feels good to you. If something feels good, it means that's your intuition speaking to you. Um, the second thing is you asked about trust. I th- you know what? I don't, I don't know. I think they feed into each other, the, the listening and then the trust. And it's almost like a catch-22. What comes first, the trust, to listen to your intuition or the intuition, and then you trust yourself more. I think it was me listening to it first and really just knowing that if I don't listen to this, I'm going to regret it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be 60, 70, 80 years old knowing that I could have acted on this thing and I can never get my time back. And that almost scared me, but excited me as well, because I was like, I want to do something that's my own. And if the decision I'm making is very different to what people expect from me, then so be it. Because when I'm 70, this is going to be a great story, if anything. And the first time, I guess, the time that I can remember that I made that decision is I diverted from studying law into doing something else entirely. So I studied law, graduated, went to law school, uh, BPP law school in, in in, in Holborn, graduated from there as well. So I'd spent a lot of money by this time and invested in a lot going down this route as a career path. And then I decided, actually, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I don't see myself practicing law every single day, going into an office, building a client base and doing that forever. That just seems boring to me, even if I was to do it for five or 10 years and, you know, save up the money that, you know, people say, you know, be, be in the corporate world, save up all the money and then go and do what you want. I was like, I, but I can't get my time back. Time means more than money to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just explore what I want to explore. And that was in 2014 slash 2015. I made that di- that um, that move to divert into a different lane. And I've loved how my life's turned out since then. It's not that I'm going to stop progressing. It's just I've looked back and I've seen, okay, the last five years of making decisions on my own that didn't necessarily seem logical at the time. What's happened? Okay, well, I've met all these great people. I've been traveled to all these great places. I've had all this insight that came from me diverting in 2014 to a different lane. So now I have the trust to look back and say, well, that journey was great. No one really advised me to, to do that. That was me listening to my own voice. So what's the worst that can happen now? Things can only get better because this voice hasn't ever taught me otherwise. So that was a long rant, but hopefully all of that oh, makes sense. There's so much good stuff in there. I love that. I love that notion about like when you're saying about creating space and using that, using the journal to slow things down enough to be able to hear the voice. I think you made a really important point of the fact that often we can be disconnected from that voice within because of all the external noise that we've almost taken on board as our own voice. Whereas what I hear you saying here is there's something else inside, something potentially that's connected to source, something that's here to give us those insights and those examples of how you kind of followed that guidance. 
Oh, so yeah, beautiful. I think so we're, we're all we're all connected. Yeah, no, I was just going to say we're all connected to source. I do feel like we all have a connection to source, almost like electricity that runs through us. But how you never like how you direct that electricity is up to you. You could use it to do anything, to manifest anything, to create anything in your life, whatever lane you want to get your get yourself into. Um, and I call it whispers from the soul when I hear something from my intuition. I feel like it's a whisper from my soul as to what the truth is for me. I guess the truth could be anything for anyone is subjective, but what it's been, I guess the way to explain it is one of the truths for me was divert to a different career path, try this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, X X amount of weeks later or months later, right now, another whisper comes through because I'm giving it space to, to speak so I can hear it. And then I make the next move. And I think all of us are capable of that. And I just think that there's not, enough space uh created for us to hear our own soul's voice so that's that's because i've explored that and experienced that myself that's what i'm really passionate about helping people slow down and reconnect with that mm-hmm. voice because their life might turn out to be entirely different to what they imagined mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. were to listen to that voice cool i love it so i love this notion of you're talking about soul whispers and how the soul can give you this guidance and how we don't always know how things are going to turn out and I think this takes us back to that conversation we're having about trust in this notion that sometimes those whispers are telling us to do something that feels crazy or like out of sync or um just too scary but when we have the courage to follow those through the magic on the other side can sometimes blow us away and I think we've all had examples in our own lives where we have followed that intuition. Like, I think my favorite example for me was going to Egypt, where I subsequently met my husband in the most bizarre situation. But um, if I hadn't followed that guidance that kept telling me to go to Egypt, go to Egypt, go to Egypt, that would never have happened. So yeah, it's so potent, isn't it? When you can tap back into that, that connection and that voice and then... Yeah, that's a beautiful example right there. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do we strengthen that trust and how do we cultivate that voice? I know you spoke already about journaling, so maybe we can kind of dive into that. But how do you how do you, you know you personally and what advice would you give to people to really dial up that inner voice and turn down the external clutter so we can get clear on like what it is soul is inviting us to do and to be. I would say first thing is like to realize it's not going to happen overnight. It's a journey and that you learn every day more and more about yourself. And by no means have I figured it all out. It's just, I'm, I'm here because I've listened to a few whispers and there's probably a thousand more to listen to, which I'm trying to create space for, but this is where I've got to now. And I just feel like, um, it's just one small step at a time. So just creating the space to, to do things that bring you joy. So it could be something as small as going on a walk um, in the morning or uh, doing that journaling session or asking a friend to go out on, uh, on on like a dinner date or something or going for a coffee, whatever it is that you haven't made time for that you want to do, like playing an instrument, painting. What is it that brings you joy? Um, I think it always comes back to following the joy because that builds momentum and the voice can speak when you're in a space of joy. Um, yeah. You need to get yourself in, into a space space of joy, and that looks like so different for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. I bought a box of I bought a box of connects 
the other day. I don't know if people, I don't know how widely known this is around the world because not many people know what Connect is, but I loved it as a kid because me and my cousins um, collected it and I used to build it all the time because it's colorful pieces, almost like colorful pieces of Lego, but you can create your own cars and trucks and whatever it is. And I just bought that and I was like, well, I want to just spend an hour building that because it makes me feel like a kid no crazy insights came out of that. I'm not, I'm, the thing is I'm not doing it for the attachment of I'm going to get some clever insight through this, or I'm going to let my intuition speak. I'm doing it because it just makes me feel good. And I think the feeling good and doing the thing that feels right to you in the moment without any expectation of the outcome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actually creates the, 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 the insight and the ideas and stuff, because you put yourself in a space of, of joy, which leads to a space of more peace. And when you do that, you're more, um, what's the word receptive to the right ideas and the right kind of concepts coming through to you so that you can take inspired action on whatever it is that that big idea, you know, we talk about having a light bulb moment and a big idea that doesn't happen overnight. It's a collection of experiences that happen. And then eventually you have the insight of whatever it might be that you need to take action on. And I think learning more about yourself in this instance and your intuition and the whispers and stuff is create the space for it, create the space and put yourself in a place where you can hear it. And how do you do that? And you do that by getting yourself into a space of joy and doing the small things that make you feel good. And when you're feeling good, you're allowing yourself to receive more good um, energy, ideas, insight, whatever you want to call it. And so I think that's kind of what the correlation of my journey has been is looking, looking back I've always followed the, the things that have felt right to me. Um, and that started by me doing uh, a different career path. I was like, well, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but the idea of creating an app, which came to me in the, in the moment, because I was speaking to a, com- uh, to a friend at the time at university, we're having great conversations about philosophy and science and blah, blah, blah. And we went to a, a, a business seminar that was held on, on campus. I knew nothing about business, but I was like, that feels cool just feels like a cool place to go to, to learn from this guy who's successful in business. Let's do that because we were, I think we we're like 19 or 20 at the time. And so we did that. And whilst he was speaking, I got the idea to create an app, which was the very first business that we ever started. So I told him, wrote it down on a piece of paper, showed him. And he was like, yeah, let's talk about it when we get home and stuff. Cause we're living together, got home and that's all we could talk about. And yeah, today I don't have the application, but it was the whole process to bring in an idea to life from, an idea to investing in it, creating it, creating wireframes, seeing what the journey is, and then physically having a product to talk about, um, well, in a digital space, in the app store, and being proud of that. And then that leads to the next idea and the next idea and what's possible for you. And then eventually you get to a space where you're doing something entirely different. And you could, I could have never done all of that had I not listened to that first instance of changing into a different lane. And I didn't know what the outcome would be. I just did it for the sake of doing it. Because I think it's a lot of the time we put pressure on ourselves to have this big end destination that we need to get to. And our life has to look a particular way and we have to kind of ha- attain a particular state or a particular outcome because we need to show people that the journey was worth it. Well, the journey is all there is really. Like, where where are you going? The end destination for all of us is death, which is what I talk about in my book. Because it's quite funny that we're in this race to figure stuff out when actually whilst you're figuring it out, that is when the fun should be happening because you're mm-hmm. actually living at that time. Right? Do you see what I mean? So you're mm-hmm. unraveling the puzzle and enjoying the unraveling of the puzzle and the insights come as you have the joy to unravel it. Um, yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's such an important point, isn't it? I think, you know, we've been kind of raised in this culture where the the achievements are the things to go for and it's the milestones. We all, we're all kind of rushing to those milestones and we're in the process of doing, but actually, as you just, as you so beautifully explained, the, you know, life is happening while we're doing and it's who we're being in those moments. That is where the joy is. And I've, that's something I've been really leaning into over the past few years is how can I put less emphasis on the doing and more focus on on the being? How can I be more of who I came here to be rather than rushing to get the next qualification or the next achievement or the next milestone? Because as you say, it's you don't get your time back. Like we don't. We Sometimes it's easy to be quite flippant with time. But um, it's, it's interesting you talk about accomplishments. Is priceless, and I think you talk. It's interesting you talk about accomplishments and racing to the next milestone. Because I would urge people to think about like, who are you without accomplishments? Let's strip away how much money you earn. Let's strip away your job title. Let's strip away your degree and all of your friends and your family. You just on your own right now. Then let's strip away. Take it a step further and strip away your name. Okay, now write something. What comes up for you? And that will put a lot of people in in a space of discomfort because now you're looking at yourself as a blank state, a blank slate without any labels attached, including your own name. And that has been an interesting way of exploring my identity. And that's exactly how I did it because then I thought, right, I've ingested all of this knowledge and this information. I have a law degree and I've done all this personal development work. I've bought hundreds of books. Great, great. I've caught myself to this you know, this grand intellectual space where I can have conversations and I can quote people and I look clever. Okay. But let's strip all that back. And then who am I? Okay. Well, this is, un- this is not a comfortable space to be. And it took me a while to kind of get to grips with who, who I was without all of that stuff. It's an interesting question, right? Like who are you without all of these things that you've attached yourself to and you attach your identity to all of these years? Um, and a step further than your name as well. I mentioned about friends and family, but it also includes uh, any partners you've had. So past and present relationships. So just you stand alone as you are. Um, who is that? And it, oh. you begin to unravel things that you may not have unraveled. I'm really curious to know, how did you figure out, how did you get to the place where you started asking those questions? And what was your experience going through that and layering? And who did you find at the other end? A, a lot of that began in 2019. I think it, it, the seed was planted a long, long time ago. And around the time, you know, 2013, 2014, when I had the urge to move away from, from law. And, and that was, whilst that decision was being made, um, at the same time, the emotional changes were taking place in my identity because I went through a bit of a health situation. Um, I say a bit, actually, it was a lot. <laughs> it lasted a good like seven years at that time, wow. and it was a, it was like um, it was a, a skin disorder, and it really kind of broke down my 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 outer layer basically from right. head to toe, and I'd really seen myself as this this person up to this point and I took pride in the way I looked and I had a certain style and um, people perceived me in a particular way and I was proud of that 
And then this, it got completely taken away from me when my eyes started getting puffy. I started getting scars on my neck. Uh, my, like the back of my legs started bleeding and all, all of these crazy and disgusting things began to happen. I was like, what, what, what is going on? My confidence is not, uh, all of these emotions that I, I don't like are coming up like self-hate. Um, well, what's, what's, what's going on here? I can't even look, look at myself in the mirror anymore. This is like 2013, 2014, all the way up until probably 2019. It's quite potent. Wow. Um, and what I realized now looking back was my identity was being stripped away, the old self and the new self was being born uh, emotionally, but physically as well. Like the, the dead skin was coming off and obviously new skin was being born underneath and it happened over and over again through a throughout those years i mean on a small scale it happens to everyone every day anyway but i'm saying like for me it was physically uh visible um so whilst that was going on i was making the decision to to move away and divert from what i thought would be my career path at the time and then i got to a space i think the turning point for me i got to a space where i'd done all of these projects like i mentioned about the app i had a few of those and i also had an amazon and ebay business and a lot of these did well for a while and then kind of crashed. And in 2019, I was invited to work with a mentor um, who I'd really looked up to for, for, for a while. And I met him unexpectedly in 2018 when I went to the States uh, at an event called Thrive. And it's funny because what led me to go to that event was my intuition. And it cost two grand to go to this event uh, and pay for the ticket and all that kind of stuff to fly out to, to Vegas. And uh, I, there's no reason for me to go. No one had told me to go. I, I didn't know what I was going to get out of it. I, something just said, go like this. This is a space that you need to be in. You need to be involved in the energy of this conference. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. So I just traveled there on my own. I met some amazing people along the way on the plane. And when I got to the airport and stuff, and then when I got there, um, this person was speaking on stage. He was one of the speakers there. And I'd seen an interview of his in 2015. And I remember watching that interview and thinking, wow, like this guy really knows what he's talking about. Um, I just love the way he's just explored identity and authenticity and um, the self. I'd never heard, heard it explained in that way. Um, and his name is Philip McKernan. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's, he's an Irish guy. And he was speaking on stage among many other people. And so when I got to the event, it was a three or four day event and he was speaking on one of the days and I spoke to a lot of people. I said, Oh, have you heard of Philip? He's going to be speaking on Saturday. And not that many people had heard of him. Um, and one of the nights, I think this was on a, on a Saturday, he spoke during the day, really liked what he had to say about legacy and identity and thinking about who you are, what you want to leave in the world. In the evening, I went out with a few friends to explore the town. And one of my friends said, Oh, I, I actually got a, um, in a circle ticket, whatever I'm going to be having dinner with a few of the speakers. I'm happy to introduce you. So I was like, Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Nice. Um, and we went out and then it got to like 2am and I was like, I'm going to call it at night now because I'm going to need to wake up early for the first talk and stuff. You guys go, I'm going to head to bed, went to bed, woke up slightly late at like 8 30. And I think the first talk was at nine. So I rushed to have a shower and I was like, all right, well, do I have time to get a coffee? Let's see. So I went outside the conference room and, the uh, in the lobby, it was like Dunkin' Donuts. That's where you could get like breakfast snacks and loads of people queued up for coffee but i was like okay well it's packed there let me go to the back of the hotel uh to the juice bar and let's see if i can get a coffee there maybe the queue short so i ran down there and there's a queue i was like oh, okay what am i gonna do should i stay should i go and i just stayed somebody told me to just stay so i did took my phone out just scrolling on emails looking at like texts and emails 
whilst I was waiting for my turn in the queue. And then I looked up and Philip was standing right in front of me in the queue. And I was like, well, this is a sign from the oh universe. Like I could, could never have planned this timing. Like it's crazy. And now he's right in front of me. So I put my phone away and then he turned to me and he introduced himself. We spoke about his talk from the night before and uh, he offered to buy me coffee. And then he got, he got a coffee as well. And then a few people took it like, whilst the coffee was being made, a few people took his attention and they were just speaking to him about some other stuff. So he walked a few steps away. I waited for the coffee to come. And I thought, well, if I take the coffee to him, we're going to have to end up staying in the group and I probably won't get the chance to speak to him. If I wait here, he'll come back eventually to get it. So he came back and then um, I said, like, oh, here's your coffee and whatever, just pretending it just arrived. And we started talking on the way on the way back to the conference room. And I said, you know, I host this podcast. I saw your talk really resonate with your energy. Um, it'd be great for us to exchange a conversation at some point if you're open to it. So he gave me his PA's details and stuff. Um, that was in September. And then in November, we recorded the podcast. And a lot of his work is around uh, authenticity and identity and knowing who you really are and how to basically show up doing your soul's work um, unapologetically. And it, just the energy of how he brings this work to the forefront to people really speaks to me. It just doesn't feel fake in any way. It just, it just goes straight to the core of who I am. And so I was like, this is the person I need to work with. And at the end of that conversation, he was like, you know, I really like your energy and I feel like you have a gift in this space. I really want you to, to continue working together in some capacity in 2019. And he told me about a workshop that was happening. And so I attended that, I did the work for that. And whilst I was preparing for that, he said, look, in the summer, I'm holding a, a week's uh, retreat, basically, in person to dive deeper into everything we spoke about. And I really feel like your energy uh, would benefit from being there. Uh, it's an invitation, so no pressure, but I would love for you to be there. And that was summer of 2019, basically, in July. Cost a lot of money. And I never paid for something that expensive before. So I was like, well, I don't even have that money. What, what's it's a big investment to make? What's my logical mind was going off. I was like, well, what am I going to get off the back of it? What's the results that I can tell people that I've got, you know, am I um, going to be able to say I accomplished something? I don't want to waste all this money. What if it's a waste of time and I don't learn it? Like all of these fearful and scarcity driven thoughts were coming in from my limited mind at the time, early 2019. Once that phase kind of, once I let that phase out and that voice kind of dilute itself, I thought back to how I'd met him. And I was like, well, that's, I could not have orchestrated that. It's happened for a reason. Something was telling me it's happened for a reason. Just, just go, see what happens. Just see what's the worst that can happen. You waste that money. Okay, cool. You'll make it back. So I took out a loan, paid for it all in one go. And then the day arrived, I went, I flew out to Ireland and, um, I felt really uncomfortable because I was one of the youngest people there. I was 27 at the time. I think there was only one or two other people in their 20s. Everyone else, I was about 18 other people there were in their like 40s, 50s, with kids, grandkids, businesses, millionaires. I mean, like partners. And I was like, well, what life experience do I, what the hell am I doing here? Like, I don't have this much life experience. I feel like out of my depth. But that week showed me a lot. We turned our phones off for the week and it was... I, you can't really put it into words, but it was an immersive experience. That's definitely a milestone for me in my life generally, not even in 2019, just like throughout my whole life so far. Um, even to the day I die, I can safely say that was a, that's going to be a big 
milestone, regardless of what happens from now to, to the day I die, that would be a big milestone because I learned a lot about myself, or at least the seeds were planted to unlock parts of myself that I was maybe not, didn't have the courage to see myself. Um, not only conversations that I had to have about who I am with myself looking in the mirror, but with the people that I loved and people that were around me and what they meant to me in my life or what they didn't mean to me in my life and becoming aware of that and coming to terms with that. And that week really started to trigger that. The second thing that really kind of turned the key to, to help my growth or my awareness was um, I actually did a, again, following my intuition, I can't tell you how and why and what the logical reasons were. It was just uh, an impulse that I had at the same time that I booked Island. Same, I ran about the same time I had the impulse to book a trip to Peru um, to spend a week in the Amazon with uh, plant medicine, ayahuasca. So I did that. I booked it, did the application. I got in straight away. And I, I just knew that it was meant for me because the process felt easy. And if the process feels easy, it's because I believe you're being guided gracefully and you're, you're in alignment with grace, whatever that means to you. To me, it means I'm following the invisible hand of source energy or the universe. And it's, it feels easy because I'm following it. It's exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that happened in November uh, of 2019. So those two trips were really big and they happened obviously just before like the, the global meltdown happened yep. last year and travel mm -hmm. wasn't going to be an option. So I was really grateful that I followed that voice because a lot of my work and the reflection of, of my work and all of the stuff that came uh, as a part of the book happened because I reflected on everything that had happened up to 2020 and then 2020, most of it was spent writing, you know, the, the book that I have now. So yeah, I don't even remember what your question was, but I just felt like all of this was relevant to, to what we were talking about. I think that was a beautiful answer to the question. And we're also speaking about this unraveling of, um, of who you are. So you yeah. were saying there how part of that unraveling is being able to follow those intuitive insights and almost let go of the identity and the accomplishments and all those kind of things. And I'm curious to know, what did you find at the end of this part of the journey when everything was stripped away? Like, who did you discover yourself to be? Hmm, interesting question. Um, I think I, I realised that I am not any of the things that I thought I was. I am just a soul incarnated in this body to have a journey and that I need to both attach and detach myself from everything that I'm doing. So be fully immersed in the human experience. It's fine. You don't need to be a monk that's in the, in the mountains to show that you're spiritual, be fully immersed because this is the spiritual vehicle you've been given as a human, be fully immersed in the 3d world, mm -hmm. but at the same time, realize that you're on a, you're on a, on a soul journey uh incarnated here many many times before to do many many things and this time around your journey will be guided by your intuition which is your superpower in this lifetime like i've honed it over many many lifetimes and so that's i guess that's the serious answer um from what's come off the back of my reflections the more light-hearted answer is or another perspective i guess to take um is that i just don't take things that seriously when I, when I stripped everything away, I was like, well, then who cares? Because I'm not any of these things and none of this matters because I die in the end anyway. So just have fun while you can. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter whether you get a degree or not. It doesn't matter if you make a million dollars or not. It doesn't matter whether you have one friend or a hundred friends. The question is, are you happy? Are you having fun? 
If you're having fun working at McDonald's, work at McDonald's all your life. If you're not having fun, then quit and go and do something else. And if you have to quit a hundred times to find out who you are, fine, do it because it's making you happy. All of the people that have an opinion about you or criticize you or even support you, whatever it is, all of them will disappear one day and it's not going to matter. So just have fun. And that's where, that's where I have the, it builds that feeling and that realization builds more trust to follow that intuition. Cause I'm like the intuition, it's not giving me a, f- and it never will give you a full blown blueprint of what the next 50 years look like. It's just, this is what you should do next. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it's going to tell you. This is what you should do next. And the more you listen to it, it will show you one step at a time what to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually you would have created a reality that you don't, you didn't even know existed. It's beyond your wildest dreams. And that's how I see it happening. Like you don't need to know all of the answers. Now, why do you need to know? You just need to know what to do next. And your intuition will tell you if you have enough space to listen to it. That's so true. Yeah. I think sometimes you can cope with the outcomes that almost the intuition knows right the direction that it's taking. Imagine like five, 10, 15 steps forward. You probably can't imagine or fathom who you might be in that moment or how amazing things might be. So sometimes I feel we only get given or get shown what we can kind of hold, what we can like cope with in that moment. But I love those, you know, those experiences you, you shared, like meeting the guy in the coffee queue. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? Like you say you just couldn't script it, but when you are like, open to these things and you trust and allow them to show up and you create space for them, it's just, it's remarkable how life can unfold in this beautiful way. And I'd love to ask you, so you were saying about like happiness and joy are the kind of emotions that you are now kind of placing your focus on. Um, what, it sounds like a bit of a, um, a strange question, but I'm curious to know, why do you think those are indicators that we're on the right path? Uh, because why do we do anything? You do it because you're searching for what's going to make you feel better. And whatever it is, the job, the house, the relationship, um, the holiday, whatever it is, the reason you're doing uh, you're making the decision to do any of those things is because you feel like you're going to feel better because you've done it because you don't feel as great today. So if I go on that holiday, I'm going to feel ecstatic. So let's book that holiday. Mm-hmm. If I find a partner, I'm, my life will feel complete. So let me find the love of my life and go on dates. So we do all of these things because we want to feel good essentially. So if you bring if you realize that by feeling good now and finding the things that bring you joy, it could be small things that bring you joy today. You will find yourself in alignment with who you are because the end goal for any of us is to feel good. And in other words, that means I want to be in alignment with who I am. Um, at least that's how I understand it. So it's like joy is just another word for alignment. Happiness is just another word for alignment. And when you're out of alignment, you're not necessarily where you're meant to be. And, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You haven't failed because I feel that all the time. And it's just showing me, okay, there's something to reflect on here. Maybe I've made a decision that's slightly outside of my awareness that um, I'm not going to make next time. So it helps you understand how to approach the situation the next time. And your life just gets better and better and better. We build our lives by kind of layering, just like you do in Photoshop. You don't do everything on one layer. You create multiple layers and you build the image. You build your life over multiple layers, multiple decisions. So by making a good decision and a bad decision, you have contrast and you can understand 
oh, maybe next time I'm going to do it this way because that time it didn't make me feel that good. And eventually get to a space where everything sort of kind of feels like it's going in the right direction. And that feeling is a sense of joy and peace, which is happiness, in other words. That's such a great answer. And I love the fact that you were saying as well, that we can shortcut the way we want to feel by recognising that the things we think we want and the things we're chasing to feel a certain way, you can almost just choose to feel the joy and happiness like now by finding the things that make you happy in the moment and you get the feeling sooner rather than later that feels so powerful it does because you're bringing the power back to yourself and you're allowing yourself to own that power rather than place the power into an external mm-hmm. person or an external uh event or an experience because then you're always chasing something outside of yourself and you don't realize that actually you already have the ability to feel that based on the perspective that you have mm-hmm. and the perspective is based on your thoughts and the belief that you have about that situation that you you find yourself in mm-hmm. so if you change that which you can do because no one owns always manipulating what's going on in your head you can always change your thoughts and if you do that the chemistry in your body will automatically change as well if you tell yourself you know what i'm opening myself up to the magic of the universe i will be guided i may not be where i want to be today but i am open to being shown I'm open to listening to my intuition more often. I'm open to being guided to the next step. And all of a sudden, you've created a portal or a space in your mind and in your space and in your soul to allow those whispers to come through more easily because you've tuned your thoughts in a a slightly different direction rather than focusing on the rain all the time and what's not going so well. I love that. And as you you kind of teasing now where I was hoping to go next in terms of journaling I know like you journal so maybe you could share some tips and some insights for how can we cultivate like this deeper relationship with intuition so we can access those soul whispers with the help of it journaling yeah journaling has been a big part of that for me I just find that as a really nice medium to express stuff whatever I'm feeling and just a pen and pad and a pad that you can always revisit. So you don't feel like all your thoughts and feelings are scattered. Just have one pad where you put everything in there. And I mean, I I don't do anything extravagant. I had a friend ask me as well. He was like, Oh, you know, what's the structure to journaling? What questions do you follow? I, I don't, honestly, I don't do any of that. I don't have a structure. The whole point is I allow whatever it is that's inside of me to come out on the paper so I can feel freer inside and reflect on what's actually happening mm-hmm. inside of me. Um, so I write today's date at the top of the page and then I just start writing. It could be complete gibberish or it could be me planning out my day. But I write until I feel it's, I've naturally come to, to an end. It could be a, de- uh, a page or two pages or three pages, but I write whatever I feel um, needs, to, needs to come out. So that's almost like your intention then, because I know a lot of people find journaling challenging because it's, oh, how do I kind of overcome that blank page? How do I how do I move through writer's block? It sounds like your approach is to set this intention that you're going to write until you feel full. You feel like you've. I think, I think for, I think for people who stress about how do I overcome the writer's block or feel this blank page, I don't really know what to write. I feel like it, it, it comes from a place of fear that you're not going to write the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that and and then consequently it's not going to be perfect and so you're going to waste time or you're going to write something stupid or you're going to not do it correctly but there is no right way to do it just write 
there's there's nothing that is right or wrong when it comes to journaling. And if I look back at some of the stuff I've written, it's just some of it's just random. It could be about an argument I had the day before, or it could mm-hmm. be about uh, a great interaction I had, or it could be about the things I'm grateful for. And I just feel like you know what I want to I want I want to make clear to myself all the things that have gone well in my life so far. I'm going to write all of them. Or it could be what could I have said. Um, in that argument differently? Why did I react the way I did? And I guess it's me following my dominant emotion at the time. If it's, if I'm feeling low, I'll explore why I feel low and how did I end up in that space? And could I have said something differently? Could I have, can I see the situation from a different perspective? Or if I'm feeling really great and I'm feeling ecstatic in the morning, then I'll make the most of that momentum and I'll start writing about all the things I'm grateful for and, uh, and how excited I am for the future. So Questions can be helpful if you need to structure your journaling, but it's not an approach that I've used because I, I've just never felt comfortable doing that. It feels too confined to write a question. I, for me, I just write whatever it is inside of me because the intention I put out there is to empty myself, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily to fill myself up with wisdom and find this answer. It's to empty whatever's inside of me so it leaves more room for wisdom to come through Yeah, because we live so much of our lives in our head, right? And that's that's me included, thinking about this and that and this and mm-hmm. that and what's going to happen tomorrow, next week and next month, and next year. But there's no space for wisdom to come through if you're mm-hmm. constantly thinking thoughts. Mm-hmm. So let's get them out all onto paper. If any of them stand out to you and you want to explore them further, do that. Don't put the pressure of expectation that it has to look a certain way and you have to explore a certain thing and it has to be some end goal to your journaling you're doing it to free yourself, to create more space within yourself so the wisdom can come through even more the next time and the next time and the next time. And so you, and this is how you create space for that voice, right? You're getting rid of all of the uh, movement in your mind. You're freeing yourself from all that unnecessary movement in your mind by allowing it to have an expression on, the, on paper and then that voice can speak a little more. I love that answer. That's so powerful. And I think it's often underrated the power of as you say emptying your thoughts and the the journal being this almost external brain that can just capture and hold everything for you so you can see it because often when the thoughts are just in our head we don't see the entirety of them and we don't see what's behind them or underneath them but when you write and it all unravels that sense of clarity and clearance and sometimes closure it just frees up so much space it's it's so magical. I, I think I love how you describe that. It's such a cool answer. Um, so I know you said that you don't tend to use questions, but for people who do like questions, because sometimes questions can just spark that train of thought or can give you some focus to kind of make your writing feel more productive, if that's the style that works for you. What, what question would you, could you leave our listeners with today, which they could use to continue our conversation in their journal? Questions are great. I, by the way, just to make clear, I love questions. I absolutely love questions because I, I think they, they, if the right question penetrates someone's being in a particular way and helps them unlock a part of themselves that they didn't explore before. So I absolutely love it. It's just that my natural approach to journaling 90% of the time has been to just let the emotion out. And to me, that's not really tangible. I can't put tangible words on what that looks like. That's just my process. But hundred percent questions are great. Um, and I think the question that would be great to share with people today, especially because we're talking about intuition and, and, um, 
the voice of the soul and stuff earlier on, I think a great question that I've been pondering recently is whose voice has been guiding me so far? Whose voice has been guiding you in life so far? So it doesn't matter what age you are or where you are in your life. Just let that land and see how it feels and what comes up as you write. That is a cracking question. I love that. I think journeying around that question is going to give so much insight into who you are and why you are the way you are and why you've done the things you do. Actually, I can't wait to answer that myself. I've never, I've never asked that question or thought of that question before. So that's amazing. Thank you so much before for sharing that. So cool. hey, you're so welcome. Thank you for, for having me. I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been great. And it, this is the stuff that I feel is really going to start to turn, turn people's um, identity into more of who they are rather than what they think they should be. And it's these sort of conversations and insights that I feel that people will benefit from in the long term. Um, yeah. I just don't feel like we make enough space in society to explore this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm grateful that you, you, you know, you're making the time to share this with people and to bring this value to, to the platform. Well, um, I am, we're completely on the same page here. I feel that, this age room right now is really driving this age of individuality where online we can hear so many different voices rather than just like mass messages. And I think it's really creating this amazing space where as individuals, we can really tune into like who we are. Like, what is it we came here to say? Who is it we came here to be like f- directed from the soul rather than from society? And this unlayering and uncovering and really getting at that crux of what is it you desire? What do you want to do with your life rather than the checklist of accomplishments? I know lots of people, myself included, tried the conventional path, got got a certain way along it and found that it wasn't fulfilling, just didn't fill you up in the same way that like taking the risks and following intuition and like the self-discovery journey. Like I always think before, I think you're going to agree with me on this, but no, we, we're so passionate and curious about exploring the outside world. And there's so much to discover. But actually, the inside world, our internal geography is, is like just as vast and uncharted. And it's unique to us as well. Like we have this opportunity to really go within and find parts of us we didn't know were there. Like getting yeah, insights I was going- to us. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, no, you're right. I, I think. Um- each of us are unique. And so that's why it is exciting to explore the internal blueprint and the internal voice and the internal world that we're born with. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for most of us it's left unexplored, but I, now that I've come to this kind of chapter in my life where I, I've been blessed to realize how important that is for me, I can't do anything else. Like I don't, I can't not listen to it. I can't not explore yeah. it because then it feels like the rest of my life is pointless. The whole point of it now is to see how far does this adventure go? What are the, where are these whispers going to take me? It's exciting. Um, yeah. And without that excitement, I'm just, I'm an empty shell. It's, it, it, there's no point for me in, in continuing to live if I'm not going to follow this voice now that I've heard it. I followed it a few times. I'm like, right, well, now you've reeled me and I can see how magical it can be. Um, let's see where it takes me next, you know? Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And I'd love to know, what are you up to right now? Like, where can people find out more about you and connect with you? 
Um, so yeah, so at Vipal Bassania is my uh, Instagram handle. That's where I post m- multiple times a week. So it's the best place to to kind of connect with me. I try and respond to every message as well um, because I just feel like it's a great platform to have one-to-one conversations as well as mm-hmm. post to to wide audience. I'm active on there. Uh, know Your Legacy is my my a podcast if people want to hear the conversations i'm having with others that's a great platform to to listen to stuff and you can find it on any platform spotify apple music uh etc etc and then vipalbasania.com is where i've shared information about my book and uh all the rest of it and the coaching stuff will be on there as well soon which will start to become more of a prominent awesome. uh thing that i i do yeah so so yeah awesome. watch the space on the website i'm excited about that and i will share all the links in the show notes so anyone can come find you and say hi um so i guess all that's left to say before is thank you so much for amazing conversation i i so enjoyed where this went and all the insights and ideas that you shared thank you so much likewise thanks georgina for having me on and um, just bringing the energy that you bring to the world as well i appreciate that welcome so everyone that's a wrap for rising your best self i'm georgina this is ripple and we'll speak to you soon take care